Welcome back to For Our Faith. This is part three of the series, How Did This Happen? In the last podcast, we discussed how it's really important that we understand that up to the arrival of the kingdom of heaven, all societies on earth were structured as one entity of church and state, and that there was no alternative way of doing religion and government. We also discussed how this is a big concept that we need to understand because the kingdom of heaven is a real revolutionary nation that literally collides with the nations of this earth and literally turns them upside down. And it's not until we understand this that we can go on in this podcast and consider the impact of this collision and finish answering how it happened that the 4th century church looked so different than the first church. So let's consider the impact of this collision. With the arrival of the kingdom of heaven, the people of the nations were suddenly introduced to something entirely new. For the first time in their life, these people who had lived under oppression and tyranny by their government and religion now could choose to belong to a different kingdom that offered a new life. And this new option, it brought life, it brought hope, it brought purpose, it brought excitement to the people of that time. Go back with me for a quick moment where I shared that under these world governments, it's imperative that there be no foreign thought, no diversity of thought, no individualism. Life within these societies has no choices. There is no such thing as freedom of speech. There is no such thing as freedom of thought. There is no such thing as freedom of religion. The government and religion of that society, it dictates what is best for the people. And it forces them what they will believe, how they will live, what they will look like, and even what they will do. So within this setting, imagine now a proclamation message suddenly announcing the arrival of a new king, a new kingdom, a new way of living that is complete with a new law that was, as they claimed, higher than Caesar's law. It's probably impossible for us to comprehend the full impact that this had on the world. Naturally, Rome's response and all the world's institutions' response was to neutralize this threat by waging war and killing this new movement. And so it wasn't long until we read of Christ being crucified by the religious and civil government. It wasn't long until we read of Stephen and the great persecution that followed throughout the book of Acts. But contrary to popular opinion, persecution did not happen because they believed in Jesus. The Christians were persecuted because they were a real political nation that refused to disobey the law of Christ or allow Christ their king to become just another god on the Roman roster. Consequently, the church underwent terrible sufferings and persecutions for the next 300 years. And at times it burned extremely hot, and at other times it just burned But because of this intense persecution, early churchmen such as Origen and Melitin began to whisper in the ears of civil leadership the suggestion that only when Christianity is promoted will the empire prosper. 
Or we could say it another way, only when Rome becomes a Christian nation will it succeed. Within roughly 100 years, this thought would crystallize. After nearly 300 years of intense persecution, the emperor realized that Rome was losing its battle against Christians and their kingdom. They could not keep it out. The more they killed, the more that sprung up. And when this was finally realized that they could not beat the Christians, the emperor at that time, admitting defeat, he resigned from office and a couple days later committed suicide. Rome was falling apart and needed desperately to restore order. But how to do this was really hard to figure out. The new emperor received the answer, though, when one evening prior to engaging in a battle, he, along with several of his soldiers, they apparently saw a vision in the evening sky of a cross with the inscription that said, By this conquer. Constantine, he seized upon the idea, suggested nearly a hundred years earlier, and decided that he would make Christianity his new religion, and eventually the new religion of Rome. Okay, so now that we have built some context, let's go back to our question. How did it happen that the 4th century church was so different than the first church? Unlike most popular Christian belief today, the Roman Empire became Christian not because they became converted, but because politically it was the only thing that could save them. The reason the church radically changed was because the church accepted an alternative form of Christianity offered to them by the state. And when the church decided to wed itself to the kingdoms of the earth, it naturally took on all the characteristics of the earthly kingdoms. At this point, you may be thinking, who cares about the 4th century church? Like many, maybe you fail to see the relevance of these monumental historical events. Maybe you're thinking, what's your point? The point is this. The 4th century marks the birth of a hybrid church that did not die but is still alive today. Today, it's common for most American Christians to believe that America has been a Christian nation. It is common for American Christians to fight in wars and be patriotic. We see and hear Christians advocating for legislation that will end abortion, end gay marriage, or advocating for legislation that will preserve their rights to bear arms. Today, many Christians see it as their mission to produce a generation of culture shapers that will impact America and make it great again? Or how often have we heard of the need for getting prayer and the Ten Commandments back into the public school systems? It really doesn't take much awareness to see that the hybrid church is alive and well today. But today, most American Christians are unaware that they belong to a hybrid church. And we have to ask the question, is this okay, or has the American Christian been deceived? In the following podcast, we hope to provide clarification that will help discern whether you belong to the true church or a hybrid church.